basically, this is him trying to explain a policy that at its core is a paradox, both addressing financial stability, allowing some sort of easing, unwinding of positions that are untenable in the current regime, while also fighting inflation using very similar types of tools in terms of raising rates. It is mind spinning. I can see why they're very, very sensitive about the concept of fiscal dominance right now. I can see why they are. Almost immediately, the questions were asked at the Bank of England, will they accommodate what this government is going to do? And when they first came up with the guilt market operation, they were accused of just that, pandering, accommodating what fiscal policymakers have decided to do. So I think it's really, really difficult for them to, to do now. And I think that's why we're seeing the kind of language, the approach that we've seen from Governor Bailey. That's my guess. I can't get inside his head. The sense I get from him and the way he spoke yesterday just sounded like a man who was very, very sensitive to the idea that they might be contributing to so-called fiscal dominance. There is an argument that for decades, central banks helped offset a lack of action from fiscal policymakers, a lack of action from Washington, D.C. For decades. Over the parliament. And this is a question now of can the central banks pull back and stop giving the fiscal policymakers a pass and risk financial instability and risk uh, perhaps disrupting things to such an extent that imperils uh, the basic functionings of a capitalistic society. And this is going to become an increasing debate in the months. There's something else is going on here. But Julia Bromowitz said the uh, from Bloomberg had a very uh, trenchant comment the other day from the United Kingdom. She said, this is the end of the era of fiscal domination. And what she said is that this is politicians continually to vote for and press all of these programs, both defense spending, all of it, all the way through to social spending that have these massive Keynesian deficits. And the central banks have just been very passive to go along with it. And this is the first time you've really seen the central banks say that the fiscal domination and one of the dark forces that Peter's talking about is the Bank of England. Now, if you're if you're a pension fund, if you're a pension fund holder, you say they're the white knight. If you're if you're someone who actually wanted uh, a Tory government to come in Thatcher like they're they're a dark force. But uh, this is why it's going to be so important. This era of fiscal domination where the politicians could just have in the United States trillion, trillion and a half dollar deficits and the Federal Reserve just continued to, to pump. In fact, uh, now uh, what everybody should do is go to uh, birchgold.com forward slash Bannon, you get the um, you get uh, our thing of uh, uh, the end of the dollar empire. I've had two parts of this. The first was the politics of money. The second is the fall of the uh, the fall of the dollar as a prime reserve currency. We're working on chapter three, but get up to speed. We're entering an era like the 19th century with Andrew Jackson and Henry Clay and William James Bryan, that the politics of money is going to be everything. And this is what people are going to be talking about. This is exactly what's going on in the United Kingdom right now. Not enough politicians are fluent enough to grasp the topic. That's why you don't see a lot of people coming forward. That's why you see a, a Jeremy Hunt who is kind of marginalized. He's now stepped up and actually coming forward because he actually, I think he feels uh, uh, more equipped to deal with this. This is why quasi uh, Corton, we, everybody thought this guy's a PhD in economics. He'll understand it right away, but it seemed like he, he either didn't understand it or didn't feel like he had, he had that old Etonian arrogance he didn't have to explain himself here's what i want to do for a second because i have said and i hate to say i've been right on this but i said she would finally back off and go to the cuts i've also said she will be gone by this week i've also said by next spring you'll see the end of the tory party i recognize though given the situation i cannot deliver the mandate on which i was elected by the conservative party i have therefore spoken to his majesty the king to notify him 
that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. This morning, I met the chairman of the 1922 committee, Sir Graham Brady. We've agreed that there will be a leadership election to be completed within the next week. This will ensure that we remain on a path to deliver our fiscal plans and maintain our country's economic stability and national security. I will remain as Prime Minister until a successor has been chosen. Thank you. Okay, welcome. It's Thursday, 20 October in the year of our Lord, 2022. So that was from earlier in the week. I, I hate to say this, but I think I'm the only person in the world that said she would not make it through the week. I gave a speech right after that at Hillsdale College or the Kirby Center here where I re- reiterated that uh, Liz Truss would not make it through the week. When people said, oh, no, no, she's going to make it through next spring or make it forever, including our brilliant political analyst from the UK. I'm not picking on him. The reason is, is that this is so relevant to the United States of America and to, and to what we're going through right now. I've got Dave Walsh on energy. We have Dave Bratt on the UK economy and productivity. Peter McElveney joins us, the Hearts of Oak. Uh, uh, here in, uh, from, he's actually in from the UK for a couple of days. Um, here's why it's important. This is the end of the Reagan-Thatcher era. The, the policy toolbox that you could use in that era, you cannot use right now because we're in a very different, uh, very different time, very different set of issues, very different set of demands. She, in a very knee-jerk way, with quasi-quartain, went to a classic Reagan supply side. It's like Arthur Laffer was sitting in the room with him. That was fine. For President Reagan. Remember, President Reagan had the ability to run massive deficits for that time. Okay? And to get us out of the stagflation, which took us 14 years to get out of it. You needed Volcker and you needed both Reagan. Here you've had somebody come with a playbook that won't face the two biggest issues you have to face. The fantasy of net zero carbon energy policy. And if you don't think it's here, it's here. Okay? Net zero carbon energy policy. You have to come to grips with that. And then the others, you've got to come to grips with spending or how you're going to finance the spending. You know, she got religion late after she got blown up. And the thing is, too, this is inextricably linked to the pension funds for people that are dependent on these pension funds. And the pension funds over there are very close to blowing up. The carnage she has left in her wake for these ridiculous moves, unthought through moves, and never had the guts to put forward the math. This was as bad as vouching those guys. Remember back in the pandemic, I was ranting and raving all the time that you got the University of Washington, Seattle with their model. You've got the, the guys in England with their model. Where's the model for, from the government? Where's Fauci's model? Where's the CDC's model? What, what do they think about this? Why are we going off of all these, extrapolating off all these universities? Where's the government case? of what the math says. We're in an era. This is why I've been doing stuff with Birch Gold. We're in the era of currency. The politics of money is now upon you. The politics of money destroyed Liz Trust in 44 days. 44 days. She was the conservatives. She was that wing of the party's great hope. The neoliberal neocon, you know, the neoliberal neocon era is done. 
right? And this is what we're going to have later. Morning Joe's all over Kevin McCarthy for saying, hey, you don't have an open checkbook anymore for Ukraine. And you got Ron Klain out there saying it's MTG's foreign policy. We're in a new era. Everything now is about winning on the 8th, everybody getting involved. But these issues, the specter of these issues is over us right now, and it's going to come on top of us immediately after we win because the uh, the Republicans, and particularly the populist nationalist wing of that, have to stand firm and have to say, this is what we have to do. This country, England, is just a microcosm of us. It's just a microcosm. And you saw in going back to the kind of Larry Kudlow, uh, you know, uh, Arthur Laffer, uh, Steve Forbes, Steve Moore, and I love those guys. They're, they're, they're great guys. But the 1980s is calling and wants their economic policy back, right? It's just not the same. And Liz Truss is an example. We have to learn from this example. Peter, give me a sense. By the way, breaking news in Reuters, she just stepped down. Came in, and literally, the body's not even cold yet. They haven't even got, they haven't even dressed the body yet in 10 Downing. And guess what? Reuters is breaking that Boris Johnson's back in the hunt. And we're going to talk about Boris Johnson. My prediction stays. I told you she would be gone by this week and everybody laughed at me. In fact, I gave a thing at Hillsdale College that people afterwards said, what are you talking about? She could last for six months. She's never going away, at least, till they get to the election. The Tory party is going to go the way of the Whigs next spring unless they have a radical change of thinking and leadership. In fact, if we can pull that clip about the guy that's from BBC yesterday, it's on my getter feed where he says they're a bunch of second raters. I want to play that a little later. Peter McElveen, let me get you in here. I got Brett and Walsh to go through it. I want the audience to totally hey, look. We're not get, obviously not getting our eye off the ball on 8 November, but this is big league, the way it connects. The interconnection here with capital markets, with economics, with where our situation is. And, you know, you see McCarthy get a little spine where he's sitting there saying no open checkbook on Ukraine anymore. That's the first. Remember, this we got the bayonets to the back saying, no, 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 we're not spending on Ukraine. We're spending on the southern border. Right. Or we're going to cut the defense budget. Got to cut the defense budget. Got to cut. Got to defund the FBI. Got to got to get to the CIA. Start gutting all of this. Cut it dramatically. Got to do it. Not just the administrative state. We can't afford it anymore. We've been living in a fantasy. That's the thing. The Julie Abramowitz of, of uh, and, and her sidekick there of Bloomberg. It's such an important concept. Fiscal dominance, fiscal domination. You've had these politicians, Republican, that have just run these massive deficits, and the central banks have just gone along for the ride. We'll just print money. We'll Bank of England print money, and then eventually, when interest rates pop, because you can't keep in the fantasy world of zero interest rate forever, we've only done it for 14 years. And by the way, why have we done it? Because the world's elites own everything now. Here in the United States, 0.5% of the citizens own control, 90% more assets than 90% of the population. This is not her, not conspiracy. It's straightforward. It's up in your grill. And finally, and by the way, labor doesn't have any better answer. Their answer is actually worse. Okay. But I guess what? Because of the malfeasance and mismanagement of conservatives, the Tory party, who have been in power for 14 years, right? Labor's going to get a long run. They're going to get a lot of runway. So, the game has changed in the United Kingdom, and I think the game may be over. Peter, give us your thoughts and analysis before I get to the Daves. 
Wow, was my first analysis. Um, when it was only two days ago, uh, the Bannon prophecy was that she would be gone by the end of the week, and I held off because I thought there's no way we need to have things in place. The 1922 committee need to meet, which is the, the parliamentary regulatory body for the Conservatives. Um, but that's all gone out the window. So an hour ago, she resigned. She met with Sir Graham Brady, the chairman of the 1922, and he has announced the rules, which are that by next Friday, we will have a new prime minister, um, she lasted 45 days and showed herself to be extremely weak, getting rid of her chancellor, quasi throwing him under the bus, trying to placate the markets, putting in those who were key in Rishi Sunak's campaign. So you're Jeremy Hunt. Who's a globalist. Yeah, yeah. Who, but but let, let me say something about even what you said the other day is because you, you still work in Lords, yeah. right? In fact, you're one of the senior aides to the last of the Thatcherites. Yeah. Right. And probably one of the most right wing guys there, which is fine. Love that guy. Love Thatcher. I love that first film I ever made was Reagan and really Thatcher. Um, but your analysis was the correct analysis from a political structure. Hmm. Here's the point I'm trying to make in here in the United States. The capital markets are a wild beast. And why you need financing from that? They're a wild beast. And that beast can turn on you quickly. And when that beast turns on you, they don't care about the 1922 yep. committee. They don't care. They don't care about the processes and the standard, you know, way we do things. And let's go have tea and talk about this. They're going to rip your face off. They're going to, they're going to blow up your pension funds. And then remember f from her actions, what's happened to the British people? Car loans are more expensive. Everything's more expensive to finance in, in the UK right now. That means your car loans, your credit cards, your rent, everything. The, the world is coming in on the British citizen because the political class, and this is what it, the political class was like it was um, cordoned off. It was hermetically sealed from reality. So you could have these kind of, you know, all this theoretical discussion. We're going to cut taxes. We're going to be Thatcherite. She's going to be the new Margaret Thatcher. Remember, I never said that she was Thatcher. I always said Georgia Maloney could be the Thatcher of Italy. Not that Liz Truss was ever going to be Thatcher. And her playbook came up. And quite frankly, when they didn't put forth, and this is the key for all of us going forward. When you don't put forward your projections, when you don't put forward the math of what you say the, 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 the course of action is, that is not just a red light. That is like a boom, 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 boom. When Quasi came up and said, you know, I think we're going to put him out. We're required to put him up at the end of November. Mm -hmm. And I go, dude, this guy doesn't have, he's, doesn't have a week. He should be putting him out this afternoon. By the end of November, all of you guys are going to be gone. Because it's just this arrogance of awfully, awfully hermetically sealed in the world doesn't matter. Okay, short commercial break. We have the Hearts of Oak, Peter McElveney here. We got the two Daves, Brett and Walsh. We got a lot to talk about to make the interconnections of blockbuster news coming out of the UK. As Jack Posobiec says, two governments have fallen in the in uh, the United Kingdom since the start of the Ukraine war. Hmm. Let me think about that for a second. All next in the war room. And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when they're no more Let's take down the CCP You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver 
with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Programs from the Pennines uh, to Cornwall. The rollout of gigabit broadband up over the last three years, I am proud to say, since you were kind enough to elect me from 7% of our country's premises having gigabit broadband to 70% today. And we are, of course, providing the short and the long-term solutions for our energy needs, and not just using more of our own domestic hydrocarbons, but going up by 2030 to 50 gigawatts of wind power. That is half this country's energy electricity needs from offshore wind alone. A new nuclear reactor every year. And looking at what is happening in this country, the changes that are taking place, that is why private sector investment is flooding in. More private sector, more venture capital investment than China itself. More billion pound tech companies sprouting here in the UK than in France, Germany and Israel combined. Kenny Kay, this has been a, shall we say, tumultuous two months uh, for Great Britain, Boris Johnson's resignation, the death of the monarch, and now this. Uh, just give us a, a sense. I know you were just there recently, obviously before this resignation, though. Just the, the national mood uh, right now, is, is this, how is this country faring as it, it feels as it's just one upheaval after another? Its economy obviously has been battered, real fears of a, a lot of inflation only getting worse as the winter comes. What is the sense of people who live on that island right now? Look, I think as we watch political drama play out, and in a way there's a sort of, you know, oh my God, is this really happening sort of, spectator shock sport element to this. And it looks like chaos. It feels like chaos. And political drama is always like that. We should remember, as you're suggesting, Jonathan, that the UK and British people are going through a period of real hardship as we head into a winter in which potentially we are going to see heating cut off. Uh, for certain hours during the day, we have the possibility of having um, blackouts again. This is horribly reminiscent of the 1970s. And for Americans traveling to the UK at the moment, it is wonderful that the pound is at parity almost with the dollar. For an importing nation like the United Kingdom, it is not wonderful. Prices are high. Inflation is running at around 10%. And we talk about inflation here. If they are feeling it more in the United Kingdom, they are feeling those high energy prices. They are heading into a winter in which people know their bills are going to cost a lot. Prices are going to be high. Energy prices are going to be high. We have a, a national health service, which has been the sort of crown jewel of British politicians, including conservative okay. politicians, for a long time. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because they've been fooling themselves. Uh, Boris on energy. What Boris has been, the Guardian had this from a couple of years ago. What, what Boris has been promoting this net carbon zero fantasy 
forever, hasn't he? So this was Conservative Party Conference October 2020. The headline was Boris Johnson to unveil plan to power all UK homes with wind by 2030. And it was a 10-point plan, build back greener. And he talked about how them pledging to make the coronavirus pandemic a catalyst for green growth. Green growth, build back better. How'd that work out for you? Um, I want to go to Dave Walsh uh, first. Dave, the centerpiece of this is the is the political class, and particularly the Tories, that are supposed to be the conservatives, um, really kowtowing to this infantile and dangerous uh, sustainability. Yes, we'd like sustainability. You got to, you know, eventually over time, we want to be good stewards of the earth. Clearly got to do it, but not the radical way they're doing it. Walk me through. Uh, and, and you see right there from Peter from Hearts of Oak, how Boris, this has been one of the centerpieces of his reign, 50% by 2030. Oh, excuse me, all British homes by 2030. Uh, Dave Walsh, give me your assessment of the energy plan that essentially destroyed Liz Truss. Well, the the deep concern is the repudiation of her articulated energy plans for opening up fracking across the UK, making it not illegal, and uh, opening up about 132 permits in the North Sea were possibly way involved in her undoing, uh, the repudiation of that by our our Tory party. England England in 2000 was 100% self-dependent on electrical power and energy overall. Since that time, it has consciously reduced electricity production by 14% and 27% per capita. Electricity production is basically the lifeblood of any developed economic society. England has taken conscious steps to reduce capacity, electrical capacity, energy capacity, and particularly per capita as the population has grown. The UK had been about 34% dependent on its own coal-powered power for energy, it reduced all of that, took its nuclear capacity down by about 25%. So basically, since 2000, have reduced continuous duty base load on demand electricity sources by 40%. How have they compensated for that? Massive additional imports of gas because they no longer produce much in the North Sea, almost none on the continent, on the island itself in ground, and also from a, a conscious process of electricity consumption reduction. The reduction in in the production of electricity has caused a consumption reduction by 15 to 16 percent per capita since 2000, which again is the lifeblood. Growth in electricity consumption is a lifeblood of an economy. This broadband discussion, among many other technologies, broadband is an electrical-based phenomenon. You need more electricity to have computers, to have laptops, cell phones, broadband, all the above, the UK has consciously taken steps to go in the opposite direction. So we have the BBC uh, this week broadcasting, or we're hearing uh, uh, from credible sources, preparing public announcements for the winter about service interruptions occurring, blackouts up to two days duration, potentially this winter, they're preparing emergency announcements. And then we have uh, John Pettigrew, the CEO of the National Grid, announcing that we're going to, should expect... 4, 4 to 7 p.m. brownouts periodically in the U.K. this winter from the mouth of the CEO of the National Grid. So the energy policy <laughs> is in altering ruins. <laughs> Hang on. In a conservative government, Tory government around for 12 years, BBC is getting ready to make announcements, two-day blackouts, rolling blackouts, yep. and you could have four to seven daily brownouts in an advanced industrial economy that is what, the, the, fourth, the fifth or sixth biggest economy in the world. You got what yes. the US, 
China. I think you got Germany. And then you got a couple of guys, uh, you know, France and, uh, and the UK and Italy. Um, and those make the comparison for head of the national grid. Head of the national, national grid. grid. Give me, compare and contrast that to what Biden has done since he's been here in this economic debacle we're in. What, compare what the British have done since 2000, right? Conscious decisions by the political class, not looking at the realities of the physical world and not looking at the realities of the capital markets, which has their own physical properties to them. Walk me through what the, what the Biden has done in his first, um, I guess, uh, 18 months, sir. His own, his own commentary and strategy, the strategy of his leadership uh, through the Department of the Interior, the EPA, and now the Secretary of the Treasury are taking us in exactly the same direction. And that is with the announcement of the desire to cease in the long run, any dependence on fossil fuels, they've been right out there with it. The restriction on production in this country, the restrictions imposed on pipeline transmission of gas have been all about and only about moving to a the Ocasio-Cortez version of, of, of green, which is eliminating any dependence on fossil fuels, which takes you right to the same position the UK is in today, because the, the, the renewables do not work as a, as, as a replacement for fossil fuels. We're not close to having renewables be a, a viable solution in that as you become more dependent on them, what Boris is broadcasting about 50% dependence on wind means endemically codependence on much more natural gas to back up all of the times, the 50% of the time and the intermittency that it's not there. And then as you build more of it, you're, you're in a zero sum game needing to build more and more and more of it to get to 50%, they'd need to build three to four times what they have already in wind resources in the UK, because you, it's a point of diminishing returns, given the fact that it's intermittent and, and only works about 42% of the time. You, you've got the reciprocal buffered by it's got to be natural gas. You're, you're building a codependence on even more gas when you do this. It, it makes no sense. Look, as Brexit was tied to the, because we worked on Brexit nonstop, as Brexit was over Breitbart, as Brexit was linked to Trump, the revolt, is one of the reasons I was brought in as CEO of the campaign. Those are inextricably linked. This is why I said Liz Truss is going to be gone this week, although hermetically sealed by the political class. It's the same reason Biden's, remember, Liz Truss's premiership ended today. Okay? I think essentially the Tory party ended today. It's like a deer that's been shot. They're going to run around for a while. But the motive power is gone of a 200-year party. Joe Biden's presidency ends on the 8th of November. It ends. You're seeing now all the knives are even coming out. They don't want Biden anywhere. They're blaming Obama for not doing enough. And trust me, Gavin Newsom is going to sit there and goes that the hermetically sealed political class in this city, our imperial capital, doesn't get it. What Dave, Bra- Dave, uh, Dave Walsh is walking you through the laws of physical property, okay, of the modern industrial world. If you want to follow Greta Thunberg, if you want to be like Boris Johnson, and remember, all these guys want to be feted and praised by The Guardian, by The Times of London, by the BBC. They want to go to all the parties and, and have people say, you're just so magnificent. You're so They're not prepared to understand what reality is and then have the stones to stand in the breach and do it. Liz Truss thought she was doing it. And this is my thing about the old playbook. The old Throw the old playbook out. It's the end. Thatcherism and Reaganism died today and here's why i died not that i don't love those people and admire them and appreciate them 
they were there under radically different circumstances. What the political class in Wall Street in the city of London with modern monetary theory and all of this, what has done to the world has us in a radically different set of problems. We have to solve for that problem set. Okay, Peter's going to stick with us. The two days when I get to Dave Brady, he's going to walk us through the UK economy and how uh, and, and the parallels to the good old United States of America. Stick around. You're in the war room. Back in a moment. To the end, just watch and see It's all started Everything's begun And you are over Cause we're taking down The CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP Fair warning. Listen to this convicted Home title thief explaining What happens when he forges Your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, mypillow.com, promo code War Room. Go there right now. Get the sheet set 2988, but you're also got buy one, get one freeze. You get sales all over the place. Make sure you support the great manufacturing company of Minnesota and the armor piercing show that is Mike Lindell. You can't get it big box stores, retail, home shopping because they broomed him because he's got a 
he's been picking a fight about three November, as we all have. So make sure you support uh, the armor piercing show that is Mike Lindell and all these great products. Uh, p- before I go to, we got trying to track down Nigel Farage. We had Nigel on the show the other day. We lit Nigel up about stepping up and taking some leadership. All that he's got this great hit show on GB News because Nigel's the guy can the cavalry. He came in on Brexit and made Brexit happen. He's the guy that did Brexit, not Boris Johnson. Nigel Farage is the best leader in the United Kingdom. He's got to step up. Then he made the four minute video the day before said he was thinking about it. So, well, well tell me about energy. Some other breaking news out of well, the UK. I think it was well. The Reuters was saying two days ago just about the LNG tankers. It said there were dozens of LNG tankers sitting off Spain because they couldn't actually process it. The, the processing in, in, the, plants, in, in Spain or in yeah, the UK? The, Spain. The, the, this yeah. was in Spain. But yeah. again, it's, it's normal yeah. government policy that yeah. you haven't joined up. Um, but then in the UK, Boris was talking about floating windmills in the Atlantic. So he's come up with a new technology just exists in his head, I guess. Germany, by the way, uh, Cortez is going to join us for the second hour. Germany announced, I think, 45% inflation. The numbers are the highest in the, I think, since the 1930s. Wait for it. We know what happened when Germany, when that type of inflation hit, uh, hit Germany in the 1930s. Bad things happen. Okay. Uh, they just announced, uh, 10, 10.9% inflation in Europe, across the Europe. The highest inflation in the United Kingdom in 40 years. Let's go to Dave Bratt. Walsh, hang on there for a second. We've got more questions on energy. Dave Bratt, your assessment of the UK economy and, and what does it portend for the United States of America and particularly after November 8th when we got to get our, when the Republicans are going to be on watch to get our arms around this thing? Yeah, well, it follows uh, exactly the conversation we had yesterday on the managed decline of our economy and uh, the similarly, the managed decline of UK. Once just the, the greatest nation on the earth, uh, the great thinkers, Cambridge, Oxford, Francis Bacon, uh, Newton, on and on and on you can go. Uh, who, who are they naming now? Uh, now what you have run through the institutions, the universities is ideology and the politics at the highest level in the world is being run on ideology, not science. Walsh just went over what the science would dictate, uh, what a rational energy policy would dictate. We don't have policy right now. We have ideology. And so along with that. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on for a second, Brad. I think it's deeper than that. I think the climate thing is a cult. It's a pagan cult. It's a religion. Yeah. The yeah. Cambridge and Oxford's guys have gone back to the Middle Ages where if you yeah. if you question church theology, how many angels dance on the head of a pen, off with your head or you're excommunicated. Yeah. This climate yeah. is not even an idea. It's gone from ideology. Am I wrong, Peter? If you're a thing, it's it's a cult. This is a pagan cult of Gaia, of the Earth Mother, right? It's a pagan cult around nature. You got to call it what you call it. It's a pagan cult with all the aspects of a cult, all aspects of a, of a, it's not an ideology, I would argue. It's a theology and you can't go off the reservation or off with their heads. And this is why you have Boris Johnson sitting up there mouthing things that are not, it, it does not comport to the second law of thermodynamics, things like that. Like I keep saying, all this stuff with money and printing money and budgets and all that, that's human action and human agency. There's no, physical property there's no second law of thermodynamics to say the world has to be like that those are human decisions what they've done on this climate is turn it into a theology of which the dave uh, uh washes of the world going what are you talking about this thing can't even you listen to a 12 year old girl and and all these nutcases that are running around and now if you go off the reservation you are deplatformed you are debanked and this is the lesson for the world 
Look at Germany. Look at the UK. Katie Kay is from BBC. She's not from War Room. Okay. Katie Kay is the BBC reporter. Heating is going to be cut off. Blackouts. Uh, it's going to be a horrible winter for the UK. Dave Walsh has told you, BBC, the word is they're, they're getting on, you know, 60 second spots to put up and saying, hey, two day blackouts, two day blackout. How cold do you think it's going to be up in the Midlands? Right. How do you think Scotland's going to handle that? Uh, and, and, or every afternoon from four to seven, when everybody comes home and it's, remember it gets dark over there, like at two o'clock in the afternoon during Christmas because of the latitude, uh, we're going to have brownouts every day. Merry freaking Christmas, uh, Mr. Dickens, right? Um, so, so Brad, is it a theology? You're, you're at the, one of the top religious schools in the country. Is this a theology or ideology? Yeah, no. And I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's Marxist ideology, which is atheist. The whole modern world right now is a war between, it's a spiritual war between God and no God. And the no God camp of course has a false God, which you just pointed out. That's the war. And then I got a couple of charts along with sure. that, uh, this this uh, this idiot this Marxist ideology, uh, which cannot have a competitor God, right? They have to get rid of the family. All your guests are consistent on that. You can't have philosophy. You can't have rule of law, etc. Uh, but if you look at the charts, the UK government uh, spending now is fifty two percent of their entire economy on the far right there, right? And so you have over half of your economy uh, in this government new ideology Marxist uh, exploratory committee of ideas. Hang on, hang on. I just got to repeat. I just got to repeat for our audience. It's been a Tory government for 12 years. It's been a Tory government for 12 years. This is why they say they're they're not conservatives. They're just, they're they're just liberals with a different pitch. Yeah. When yeah. you get, you've had 12 years to sort this problem out. Keep going, Dave, Brett. Yeah, next chart, uh, just to put it into context, uh, our, you know, our, our federal government to GDP is in the 20, low 20s. Uh, but we also have state government, local government, all those taxes, all the spending. And so uh, for those who think that we're very far off from the, uh, the, the Euro socialists, uh, we're not that far off as this chart shows. Right. So this is just getting to 211, but you see the trajectory. And what what is the problem here is everybody wants Christmas every day. And the American voter has to make up their mind on this. Right. You got to eat your spinach to get economic growth. So all this money is going into consumption goods, just goods you like. uh, But they do not cause the economy to grow. The educators right now in K to 12, you're spending twenty thousand dollars on each kid. What is the money going to? Universities, they got deans of every uh, creative studies you can make hold, up right hold, now. Hold it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, Brad, hold it. Slow down. The the Inflation Reduction Act, the infra- everything's an investment. These are all investments. Yeah. How can yeah. you sit there and say, how can you be so, how could you be so, so uh, out, of, out of the loop and saying this is just, you're just paying, to, you're just paying for operations. You're just paying to keep it going. Everybody, they all tell me on MSNBC every night and every politician, Democrat politician saying these are investments. Why are they not investments, sir? Well, we got the receipts on that. Uh, They were up yesterday against competing uh, Treasury secretaries of the current administration. Uh, We have the facts on our side, right? Robert Gordon is the guru at Northwestern University on productivity. We're at uh, the managed decline. That chart has gone straight down for 50 years. Uh, Productivity. And so if you're doing all these investments, uh, then why is the return uh, rate of return on all the investments zero? 
And that, of course, correlates, as we showed yesterday, the productivity is roughly the same chart as GDP per capita, which is the same thing as your personal income at home. And so the middle class is well aware that their wages have been flat for about 40 years. Uh, during the Trump administration, there was an upward blip for high school grads for the first time in real wages. Now, real wages, uh, everyone knows, are being obliterated by inflation, right? So if wages go up by four, but inflation's 8%, you're losing 4%, right? So real wages are down right now, uh, all caused by this elitist ideology class uh, who's been running things from the Death Star over in Europe. And then we have Chinese influence on us, and we went right along with all that. Our elites allowed all let, that to let, happen. Let, hang, and hang on, on and on. Let me bring Walsh in for a second. This is the, as productivity is the holy grail of industrial society. This gets back to energy. This was Trump's full spectrum energy dominance, right? Whether it's wind, whether it's solar, whether it's nuclear, whether it's natural gas, oil production, across the board, not independence. That's an full spectrum energy dominance. Dave Walsh, I just want to make sure the audience understands it because this is going to be the issue after you have the shift in power. Why is energy in this world, in the 21st century, why is energy underpin everything when you talk about GDP, GDP growth, productivity, GDP per capita, all that? Why is it that you have to have a realistic energy policy or everything else? You're just building it on a house. You're building it on a foundation of sand, sir. Well, if you, you think about the notion of what's called core inflation, inflation that impacts core production, core products, aluminum, steel, coal, uh, plastics, polymers, fertilizers for agriculture, transportation, core products. Energy is at the heart of, is a major, major cost input and barrier to existence of most poor products of the type I mentioned. Anything to do with materials virtually of any kind except wood, all of the rest of materials from metals to polymers to plastics, all based on energy and, and basically natural gas and oil to produce them and critical inputs to their content along with, of course, fertilizers. We've made that case hugely. The entire developed world, elevation in food production by a factor of three times, even since 1900 and two times since 1960, is almost entirely based on the fact of having ammonia produced from natural gas fertilizers to propel agricultural production globally in the last, in the last 40 to 50 years. Medicines, the ability to transport medicines, the ability to conduct surgery, and the ability to use a 5G system, even brought up by Johnson today or a few days ago, yep. all dependent on the unelectrification, natural gas and oil energy sources to transport, to make, to ship. Nothing's changed. Let me, Nothing's changed this, at all. I want to pull that thing for I get on my getter for the guy, the conservative guy. We'll do it for the, the in the cold open. Is this conversation happening at all in Commons? Is this happening in the Tory Party about? What actually has to happen to get the British economy worked out? Are you hearing these types of discussions? Well, yeah, Boris did say that how we're going to fix this is for people to buy a new kettle. I think he said that a couple of months ago. To buy a new what? A new kettle to boil your water. That's what, that was the solution 
from the government. They haven't. Where I said we have. Are, are you serious? Is he being funny, or is there some? Oh, lauder- no, no, serious. It was a serious comment. This is how we're going to fix our energy policy by going down and spending twenty pounds in your local shop on a new kettle to boil water, and it shows they've absolutely run out of ideas. But then after twelve years, they have. So I am actually hoping that we do have a change. We put Labour in. Let the Tories oh, go in. Well, how, how could you? How could you agree to that? If Labour comes in, it's over for the UK. But it's over for, no, not not if you get. You, you just don't have plenty. You still you can come forward with a plan that actually works. Is like here in the states, and I realize a lot of our libertarian uh, listeners and viewers are you know freaking out uh, that oh you got to have tax cuts. Well, you yes, you want tax cuts and you want empowerment, but you got to get your house in order first. That getting your house in order first is predicated upon having a rational energy policy. Remember, the stagflation in the 70s, let's go back in time. It wasn't just paying for the guns of Vietnam and the butter of the Great Society, the guns and butter, right? It was also Nixon freaking out and not making – remember, Nixon made no cuts to the domestic budget. He came in and tried to try to kowtow to the liberals and let all the Great Society go. He wanted to focus on foreign policy. It was the Arab oil embargo. It was the Arab oil embargo that threw off the America's energy plan at the time that really, really got stagflation rolling, as people remember. Energy policy has to be sorted at the same time you get control of the administrative state. The administrative state has an unlimited appetite for cash, and the central banks have been providing it. That's fiscal domination. This all has to stop here in the United States of America. Be back in a moment. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's SAT123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action has arrived the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now Okay, join us in uh, Metro Phoenix in mid-December, starting the 16th, I think it is. Go to tpusa.com. That's the slash war room. That is Turning Point USA. Go there. we got the Big America Fest. Tucker Carlson, myself, Jack Posobiec, um, tons and tons of people. Of course, put on by Charlie Kirk and the folks at Turning Point. Also, you can get the book, 
at half price of the college scam. If you want to know why the trillion dollars Biden's buying off these voters by shifting a trillion dollars onto your shoulders, read the college scam. You'll understand about the cartel. So go to the day and check it out. Um, I'm going to get back to the politics with Boris Johnson in a second. Peter's actually going to stick around with us in the second hour. Uh, Dave Brat, any other charts, any other comments, analysis of the UK economy and, uh, and why it portends what's going to happen here to our own beloved Republic, sir? Yeah, well, I, as you know, I, I have libertarian tendencies, and those tendencies only work when you have free markets at play. So when the government is over half of GDP, and yeah. you've got a list of everything, big auto, big airlines, big banks, big tech, big healthcare, big government. Okay, so you're going to give some tax cuts to all those bigs, right, all these monopolies. And you really think you're going to incentivize this? No, you need a structural change of our economy. You need to downsize spending. You need to downsize the role of the administrative state. Then once you get a somewhat of a functioning free market economy where prices matter, then maybe you can d- discuss some tax cuts. But that, why, that's why, the new exactly. innovation here. But why is, why is 52% yeah. of GDP, why is that not so? That's socialism, isn't yeah. it? That's why I say socialism. When the sure. government's half over half of your GDP is government spending, why is that not socialism? This is why the tax problem is so bad there anyway. But all the, well, and all and the, I'll the, add the, one, one other thing. It's not just the yeah. size of government. It's regulatory capture, right? James Buchanan, yes, the Virginia yes. school, he won a Nobel Prize. So it's not just that uh, prices don't work. Yeah. It's all regulated. So you can do you can make yeah. price changes. They'll have no effect if you got to follow federal state law on certain mandates yeah. in Medicare, Social Security, et cetera. D- d- don't don't remember all these. Most of these, this is just because they say the Tories are conservatives. Just like they say the Republicans don't mean they're really conservatives. It's just yeah. it's controlled yeah. opposition. And they don't want to they don't want to cross bbc they don't want to cross the people putting on the cocktail party right. just like in new york city in the hamptons they want to be welcome to all those things dave walsh anything on energy we've missed here what is boris johnson by the way the word is now uh boris johnson in fact i just had a very smart guy from scotland that i really admire his thinking he says boris johnson is going to come back and he's got this locked he says they'll just come in because right now these other guys are are midgets compared to to Boris Johnson. We'll get to Peter in a second on that. Your thoughts, Dave Walsh, are where they they're jammed up on energy, right? You know, she's no, she's but she's adding twenty billion dollars, I think, twenty billion pounds to pay for everybody's electricity, trying to get back to some fracking. But right now, they don't have an energy policy that they have the balls to push through. No, just the, the key punchlines: doubling down on their on their policies of the last twenty years will not work. What they've done by destroying baseload continuous generation by 42% of their mix, coal and nuclear being taken offline, they've displaced that by reducing personal consumption by 27%, and then by importing importing gas, the rest of it. They used to be a net exporter of natural gas in 2000. Mm-hmm. Now they're a massive net importer of it from Norway, of course, the U.S. They only have one import terminal, which is another huge problem. Europe has only... Really, the UK, Spain, and, and France have meaningful importation capacity for LNG. So yes, right now you've got all these tens of tankers lined up from the US, from uh, Qatar, from Australia lined up to support natural gas uh, to uh, LNG to Europe, but they don't have the importation capacity built to deal with it, and that takes two and a half to three years to build. So that they're in a they're in a huge problem. That wind will not will not uh, get them no, out of, and actually it. will accelerate the you problem. See, you see, all these commercials all fantasy. Dave, uh, Dave Walsh, how do people get to you on uh, Getter? 
Thank you, Steve. That Dave Walsh energy on Getter. Thank you. Amazing. Called shot there. Uh, Dave Brett, another called shot. How do people get to you on Getter? Yep. Brett Economics at Getter, uh, third floor, Liberty University School of Business. Come visit. Bring your young scholars anytime. Brother, thank you very much. Tremendous. Let's play. Do we have the Sky News? Uh, let's let's have this Tory member. Let's hear what he's got to say. Excusable. It, it is just, it is a pitiful reflection on the Conservative Parliamentary Party at every level. Um, and it reflects really badly, obviously, on the government of the day. Do you think there's any coming back from this? I don't think so. But I haven't, I, I have to say I've been of that view really since two, two weeks ago. Um, this is an absolute disgrace. As a Tory MP of 17 years, who's never been a minister, who's got on with it loyally most of the time, I think it's a shambles and a disgrace. I think it is utterly appalling. So, so you seem quietly... I'm, I'm, I'm livid. And, you know, I really shouldn't say this, but I hope all those people that put Liz Truss in number 10, I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it for the ministerial red box. I hope it was worth it to sit around the cabinet table because the damage they have done to our party is extraordinary. I'm sorry, it's very difficult to convey. You look just furious about this. I am. I am. I've had enough. I've had enough of talentless people um, putting their tick in the right box, not because it's in the national interest, but because it's in their own personal interest to achieve ministerial position. You're in Lords. Are you working Lords? Is he correct? Yeah, Charles Walker is a is a hero, and he's shown that because his opposition to the COVID tyranny he was one of the few being elected to 2005, um, and he's always been on the backbench. He's never had ministerial position, always been extremely vocal on freedoms, on rights, on liberties, and he came to fore um, during the COVID tyranny. He was one of maybe half a dozen MPs who spoke against him. He is fearless and willing to speak out, but as I said, he's going to step down and he's going to step down. He's going to step down as an MP at the next election. He's not going to stay on. He's decided that his time is finished. But he would have been a perfect addition to any government. Around the cabinet table, he would have been absolutely brilliant. New thinking. And he is a conservative. Yeah. Wow. Great guy. Okay. We're going to take a short commercial break. 90 seconds. We're going to be back. we got Cortez. we got Ken Paxson. Some bad stuff down in Plano, Texas. Some lawsuits are going to start flying about these... Um, about this, um, the drag queen situation, right? The, the drag queens for kids, not acceptable. Ken Pack's going to tell us why. Steve Cortez, Peter's going to stick with us. Try and get Nigel for us. Try and get Lawrence Fox, who's in that great Breitbart movie. Breitbart's got that amazing film on uh, Hunter Biden. The second anniversary today of the uh, intelligence guys coming out and saying, "Oh, it's Russian disinformation." All wrong. Stick around, War Room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. 
Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 